I wonder if you have ever tried to describe God to someone or describe what he's like. Quite often people think of old men with white beards, maybe like Father Christmas or Dumbledore sitting on a fireside chair dispensing wisdom. Or others perhaps think of a powerful figure throwing lightning bolts around the universe like something out of the hero out of the Marvel films. You see, it's impossible to describe God. Many people have tried, whether through words or through music or through pictures. In this summer series on the Psalms, we're going to be celebrating a number of different aspects of God's character, which lead us to worship and lead us to be in awe of him. Today, we extol the Creator, recognising God as described in, the beginning, in, in Psalm 8 and described at the beginning of the end of these verses as majestic over all the earth. And so we begin by marvelling at his majesty as our loving, perfect king, kingly ruler whom God describes, David describes as Lord our God. He's majestic, he's regal, he's royal. He, he inspires us and we are in awe and respect him as we come to him. And we all know that we call our Queen Your Majesty. If you and I were invited to tea at Buckingham Palace, we would curtsy or we would bow, recognising her as our Queen, being in awe of her, calling her Your Majesty. Why? Because she is our sovereign ruler. She rules over our country. And to be honest, I think I'd find, her, find myself quite speechless in her presence. How much more so? with the God of the universe. He isn't just king over one country. He's the creator of all things. He is the king over the whole universe, over every living thing. And that's enough to leave anyone speechless. Sandwiched in between verses one and nine of this Psalm is a beautiful description of the breadth of God's creative power and flair culminating in his creation of human beings whom he cares for and has given great responsibility to. So we marvel at his majesty and his sovereign lordship over all things, from the single grain of sand to that majestic mountain range across the earth. So secondly, let us, as verse 2 describes, describing children and infants, let's come to him and worship at the wonder of his creation. Only 10 days ago, I was lying on a beach, a huge beach, a vast expanse of sand on both sides, miles and miles, and looking out to sea. It was awe-inspiring. Northumberland beaches are vast and isolated and pretty, just so expansive. Did you know that one world mathematician estimates there to be, after quite some calculation according to Google, more than five billion billion grains of sand across the earth. And another physicist suggests there could be between 100 and 400 billion billion stars in the billion stars in the Milky Way. And there could be 10 billion billion stars across the whole universe. Doesn't that leave you breathless? gasping at the wonder of God's creative hand. 
And I could imagine David lying on his back in the field as he looks up and writes this psalm, looking at the stars, awestruck and wondering, considering God and praising him, delighting in the vast extent of his majestic creative flair as he, as the song says, flung the stars into space. And he worships just as the children and infants do in those previous verses. There is so much power in worship. Worship brings God glory it, and it delights in who God is and all he has done. And worship has the power as well that stand, make, has power that stands against those that hate God and silences them as, uh, when they come against him. Worship of our majestic creator God should be as natural to us as breathing and impact our whole lives, not just Sundays, not just singing, but in everything that we do and say. Verse four tells us David tells us that David, as he sees looking into the beautiful skies, that he is overwhelmed, that God should consider making little, tiny, seemingly insignificant human beings to live in his world and more than that, even to care for his world. Each one of us individually and eternally cared for, valuable to the creator God. That's you and me. He describes us as wonders of God's creation and it blows his mind that God should even think about us. And yet he does. He's made us even more awesome than the angels with a huge part to play in the ongoing care of his world and of animals and birds and fish and sea and plants and all that lives and breathes across the planet. God is the sovereign and majestic loving king and humans have been given some ruling responsibility too to look after what our king has made. We are made in his image. There is only one true creator God but we have the capacity to love others to care for our world to do good to be like him and that's what God longs for us God didn't just make us to kick back to lie on our backs and look at the stars or lie on the beach and soak up the sun verse 7 of this passage tells us that we are to rule over the works of his hand and to take seriously the responsibility that he has given to us and that means we're to care for it, to enable the world to flourish and to enable it to flourish just as God does. Unfortunately, we know that throughout history we've been so bad at that, horrifically poor at caring for our world, to the point where we are in a catastrophic state. Only a couple of weeks ago, the impact of climate change brought those horrendous floods across Europe leaving people dead, leaving homes destroyed and livelihoods lost. And yes, we are all trying to do our bit for the planet, to recycle or to reuse. But there is so much to be done and so much that needs to be reversed as a result of our own greed and selfishness and sin against God and people. Only one person in all history has truly cared perfectly for people and perfectly for our world. And that, of course, is the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect human, the perfect King. It is he who we should emulate and he we are called to follow as we seek to love others 
and care for our world and everything in it and honour God. So as we marvel at the majesty of God and worship at the wonder of creation, let's take our responsibility as God's children, his family, to care for all that he has made, starting with the everyday, in our homes, in our schools, in our churches, at our work, thinking how we spend our money, what we spend it on, how we treat others, ensuring we don't live self-centered lives as consumers who drain the world of its beauty and life, but instead extol and honor our loving creator who has called us to care for the world that he has made. Perhaps as you come to the end of this, you want to think about something that you can do or something you want to bring before God as a way in which you can demonstrate your love and care for God's world. Let's be quiet and pray as we consider that. Father God, we thank you for the world that you have made, for your goodness, that you are our majestic creator God who's made all things and especially us. We ask that you would help us to love your world as you do, to make a difference where we can to look after it and to help creation to flourish and thrive. May we take the responsibility you have given us seriously and follow you faithfully all the days of our lives. Amen.